0: Let's get ready for a podcast, then, eh?
1: Yeah, we're only fifteen minutes late.
0: Hey, better than usual.
1: No, usually we're pretty close to on time.
0: Don't say that. That's a lie. We almost is better.
1: on
2: time. We're usually half hour to an hour late.
0: And here we are, 16 getting minutes ready late. to yeah, getting ready to start it.
2: Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt Olson, JB, and Danny Oakstad.
0: Hello and welcome, magic folk, to episode number 71 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. That's rubbing you here in the background is my bearded host's. First one, we'll start off with JB because he started it. It's JB. Hello, JB, the beard rubber. Hi. And then the other beard rubber, we have Danny Oakstead. What's up? It's a little backwards than usual. Yeah, just a little bit. 30 yeah. for a loop. Yeah, guys, see if you're sticking on your toes.
1: You might win something later.
0: Oh, what are they going to win, JB? I don't fucking know. <laughs> don't promise. False so. advertisements. We don't want to get hit by it. We
2: will we're... give away. Jinky Boggles, Boggle deck. What is it? FTC?
1: Mm-mm. That would Yeah?
0: Yeah.
2: That's no. what that's what you get for false advertising, no. JB. You have to give you have to sacrifice your deck. No. It hasn't won you any games anyway, no. so what
1: are you worried it's, about? It's it's under lock and key.
0: Is it really? Should yes. I go talk to Miss Boggle? No. That's what we thought. Okay, we have an episode for y'all. But before We jump into that episode. We want to thank our fabulous sponsor, J-Dubs Sports Cards and Gaming, located in the West Acres Mall of Fargo, North Dakota. They have all the magic product and magic singles and all the other stuff that you could ever want. Sleeves, playmats, dice. And even if you're not looking for that stuff, they also have sports cards there, believe it or not. (laughs) Says it in their name. They have Pokemon cards. They have uh, and D and D books and stuff as well. They have all the empty what are those? B and C boxes, the Card boxes? Yeah, the cardboard boxes, whatever the brand is, they have a, a bunch of those all in different accounts. They have you ready. They have they're prepared for any magic purchase you need to make card wise. Yeah, they have the products, they have they still have Jumpstart. I was there the other day. They still have Jumpstart. So if you're looking for Jumpstart, go check them out. And they have a bunch of um, Commander Legends as well still. And a a huge load of the Zendikar Gift Bundles. bunch of those still. If you're looking for any of those, go check them out. But don't worry. If you don't live in the FM area, J-Dubs ships all across America. And if you live across the pond... He'll be gladly to help work out a deal with you on that if you are interested. There are also weekend leagues for Modern and Legacy. Happen every Saturday, Sunday. Join the Discord to participate in those. And finally, finally, J-Dubs helps get your cards graded by PSA or Beckett. It saves you a bunch of money because you don't have to have the whole upfront cost of sending the cards to PSA have their standard fee. If you bring them into J Dubs, you get a significantly reduced rate than what you would be sending it single by yourself because they get bulk rates and they pass the deals off to you to get your cards graded. Though it should be noted, PSA and Beckett is a little slow at the moment due to the current pandemic. I don't think Danny's even got back his card yet.
2: Uh no. Um so I put mine in when was it? Had
0: to have been in September or August.
2: Yeah, was around there. And I was told it's a About a year to get it, 8 to to 12 months, before I'll see it.
0: Woof. There you go. Damn. So it's up to you guys at that point.
2: Yeah. But it could be worth it. It, it,
0: With with Danny, he has an expensive card.
2: Yeah, well, you're not going to get a cheap card graded, so most cards that you're grading are expensive.
1: I'm going to do
0: it now.
2: With what?
1: Boggle? Something. Boggle? I'm going to do it.
0: I want this play set boggle. of, of boggles. I want my whole boggle deck yes, graded.
1: graded. The whole the whole fucking thing. It's I very
2: expensive deck to... It's very expensive to get graded, I guess. Fuck it. $20 a card. Fuck it. Not hybrid deck
0: for a year.
1: Fuck it. Proxies, man.
0: <laughs> so let's give you the breakdown how this episode is gonna go. We start off at the boggle desk with JB, who's gonna tell us about some... 5K challenges with SCG, and then a couple other random goldfish results. And then there's
2: that was too much. That oh. was too much. That was just new one.
0: Then from there, we're gonna jump over to the news where <laughs> Danny has some blog for us uh, from
2: what, fun days. What even was that? Yeet. Oh. Geez. <laughs> that was just me. One, not three of them. Oh my god!
0: Then from there, we're gonna ha- we have an update on the whole gatherer thing. We called it last week uh, with the uh, Walking Dead. Then there's some um, heritage news, arena on mobile news, and then we're just gonna close off with Kelheim talk. Well, not close off because then we're gonna move to the finance section <laughs> and then end off with deck of the week and then send you guys home and all that jazz. Are we ready for this? No.
1: So, for our past events, we had a bunch of random satellites that went on, and the 5K Kaldheim Championship qualifier, which we'll cover now. That happened on Sunday. And it looks like Ian Burrell, running an Esper Doom Foretold Yorian deck, took it all. And then rounding out the top eight, we had some gruel adventures, more gruel adventures, mono green food, gruel aggro, mono green food, gruel adventures, and mono green food. Wow. Such a diverse standard meta right now.
0: Very green induced. Yes, very stupid. The uh the Troll King, that's exciting to see. Uh, excited to see to have play
1: no especially with Wicked Wolf no
0: I wonder if uh, Clack Clink Bridge Troll Clack Bridge Clack Bridge Clack Bridge Troll Clack Cog words are hard Um,
1: yeah no I've seen him get played
0: in what probably like Woe Strider Sack decks. probably something
1: like that yeah I can't remember what all it was in but yeah I've seen him
0: that's a good card I like that card an eight eight, eight right. five with haste. Until he gets exiled. Well, I mean, that's how it is with anything. Until it gets exiled. Till he gets hit with some dire tactics. A big uh-huh. suck it. I love that card. Right? My cleric
1: deck is badass. I love it. <laughs> Danny. You look like you were gonna say something, and you're all like
0: <gasps> and then not. He was just gonna tell us his streak on Candy Crush.
1: Oh, <laughs> Snoop
2: Actually, I started a new game.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Candy Crush 2.
2: Nope. Some Archer game.
1: Oh, good Lord. Sterling Archer. Candy Archer.
2: Like Archer, like the cartoon Archer. Nice.
0: Yeah, it was Sterling Archer. Yeah. With, oh. I don't know his first name. Yeah, I love that show. One of my favorites. Definitely top five. It's good.
2: It's all right. Anyways, it's alright, well, he says. What's next?
1: So yeah, that's a, that's pretty much it for past events because every other website seems to be just terrible with standings and they're always wrong. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna move Fake on news. to yeah, exactly. My thoughts exactly. So we're gonna move on to the upcoming events. We have the January Call Time qualifier weekend coming up. Uh, the 16th to the 17th. On Arena, it's going to be historic constructed. Qualification method for it, you got to finish in the top 1,200 of Mythic rank in limited or constructed for the December series. So, it's January now, so hopefully you already know. But that's going down. Um, let's see what else. I might have opened a tab. And then, also, on the same weekend here, the 16th to the 17th, we have a League Weekend. For the rivals league and pro league,
0: league weekends are always fun, right? You guys gonna be watching any of those?
1: Maybe. Oh, I don't know. I might have it on in the background.
0: Oh, I I, we forgot to pull up uh, the CFB Pro Showdown results that we did.
2: How dare you? Yeah,
0: I, I watched that one for a bit. Oh well, we're already past that, right? Uh. FNM at home this Friday is Artisan whoop whoop figure you say that as well
2: I haven't played arena for a good solid five months
0: four years
1: right yeah it's been a while I, I, I get on here every once in a while and that's about it and I'll play like a match here match there or like finish a daily quest and that's it and I'm just I'm done I'm over it because standard sucks right now terribly
0: JB JB we gotta get you streaming now that you got a fancy computer <sighs>
1: Okay, yeah, we got to figure out how to get audio in that.
0: Yeah, we do. Oh. So all those out there, we're going to get JB streaming. Be excited. Yup.
1: So that'll do it for all of our fun events. So I guess we turn it over to Danny. See what he's got in store for us.
2: So no bans and restrictions this week as of the last, what, month and a half, two months. Right. Um, But we do have four blog talks of the week this week. Going ham. Yeah, I got a little carried away.
0: This is where you got to have the,
2: I'm the machine. Yeah. <laughs> we'll input that later. <laughs> anyway, first blog talk of the week comes from the uninvited ghosts. Yes. Uh, MDFCs with lands on both sides, other than pandemic cycle we were finishing, are a Zendikar rising thing. I guess he's just pointing that out. Snow-covered lands are an Ice Age thing, so what's your point? Um, Mark replies back, I guess, to clear it up a little bit. Um, Zendikar Rising, Kaldheim, and Strixhaven are all doing different things with their MDFCs.
0: Right. Uh, also on the... Oh, was it the Good Morning Magic? I don't know. Someplace was talking about yeah, I'm pretty sure it was uh, Good Morning Magic that I was talking about uh, MDFCs and how Zendikar specifically is for the lands, and they only finish him up in Keldheim to mm-hmm. get the cycle. And yeah, so I'm excited to see like what the MDFCs for... Strixhaven is? Yeah, probably spells on spells then would be my assumption. Yeah, Or enchantments probably. and spells, wizards and spells. Yeah, most likely. Somewhere in there.
2: Yeah, well, it's just kind of like what... Uh... Couple times with creatures and artifacts on the backside. Uh, moving along to our next blog tag, this one comes from Sendalar Nocturnus. asks, "Can we get a new mono red legendary um, Vios?" It's a Vioshin. Vioshino. Vioshino. Sorry.
1: Like Shino.
2: Anyway, the last ones were Mirage, and they and they're both on the reserve list. Your lock is alright if you want to play three colors and cause mana burn, but there should be one that can be played in more current formats. Mark replies back, With a possible revisit the planes, uh, I do think we'll return to Dominaria one day, so it's a definite possibility.
0: Exciting. Speculation. I don't know much about Dominaria and lore, but... Either do I. There's right. Vorthos out there. If there's a, a legendary, or if there's a popular Villachino that's not already in the game, probably that's going to be the one that gets printed then Yeah. when uh when we go back to Dominaria.
2: Okay, the third one. It's kind of more of a feeler, I guess. Um, the Most Wonderful Egg Blog asked, What can you say about Strixhaven? uh marketplace back with a very short simple answer for now only that i'm very excited about it
0: was it on a previous blog atog he said that he's excited really excited for strict saving because he got to work very closely with that or was that in a was that on like a, a...
2: i think that's this one is one he got i'm pretty sure those where he got to work closely right. with the designers.
0: Right. Is this? But but did he mention that in like a blog talk or was there a video? Probably. Okay.
2: Probably. Do those like forever ago.
0: I'm excited for Strixhaven. I'm waiting for some new awesome wizard lords. We're gonna need them. We only have like a, a two two wizard actual wizard lords and ones. I think one's actually a lord. That's uh uh the blue blue to flash was wizard, other wizards get plus one plus one and then it copies uh inciner sorcery and came out of dominaria can't remember what its actual name is but that's like the only official lord and then you got like those changeling lords and uh uh, the autonomaton and metallic mimic as other you know quote unquote lords for wizards so Mm. we need wizard support i got a wizard deck i'm brewing anyway no
2: moving along to the last one which ties into our first topic of news the Martian geek asked, "Why does the first visit to Colheim only focus on one of the ten different realms of the plane? If we could easily have, it could, well, it could easily have had multiple sets, especially when Frick's um, Frixians are involved." Mark replies back, "The Mark replies back. Words are hard tonight, guys. The set showcases all ten realms. If per, if players like it." We can come back. So if this gets a good reception from players, Keldheim return or return to Keldheim is probably not far off the horizon.
1: Right. I mean we've only gone to Ravnica 87 times.
0: Keldheim has the possibility to come back. Ten whole realms that are like their own plane sized realm. Uh, this is this is the first set I'm actually beginning to read a little more into the lore. Uh, the two newest ebooks, not ebooks, blog web blog episodes came out last week, and two more are coming this week. the same same format that they did for Zendikar Rising. So okay. I'm gonna keep I'm gonna do my best to keep up with this, and then jump back to Zendikar and go as far back. Maybe keep a little up to date on Vorthosi reasons.
2: Yeah, I suppose yeah, it's like ten different kingdoms within the same planes, since it is vikings themed makes sense and with that being said we move along to the news so piggybacking off of what i just said for the last blog talk let's clarify what the 10 realms are of keldheim uh first off we have the red white which are dwarves and that's Ax'gard. then we go to bretta guard which are humans green white then we have Naughty Old, which is Trolls, Red Green, Meerstrom, which is demons, black, red. Then we have Isfell, spirits, white, blue. Then we go to Karfell, which is was it Drager? Which is blue, blue, black, undead, Viking zombies. Letter um let Yara. Yeah, Lad Yara. Shape green, blue, Skimfar, elves, blue, green, wood, and shadow elves. Or black, green, wood, and shadow elves. We have Starnhelm, Valkyries, white, blue. We have Struntland, giants, blue, red, fire, and frost giants. I guess that was the last one. But... Uh,
0: yeah, all old, these these realms are connected through the giant world tree. Yep. And they come swinging around, and they're always in constant motion, and they can collide with each other and stuff. So everybody kind of knows about the other realms, but they're cataclysmic events when they collide and stuff.
2: Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose it's it's close to the uh, Norse mythology when it comes to their... Was it ten, ten or eleven realms that they had? No, was it? That it was nine. Nine. Was yeah, it nine? I think yeah, it's nine, the nine realms yeah. is what they
0: got for for actual North yeah, mythology. mythology.
2: All under Odin's power,
0: right? Mm-hmm. And and they have revealed their Odin analog in Keldheim. But we'll cover that here in a second when we really jump into. Keldheim news. but we're gonna we're gonna put a pin in that real quick then and quickly cover these other topics and then talk more Keldheim because I'm like I said I'm excited about Keldheim so last week we had that article that was talking about how the walking dead cards and a couple of the cards were labeled as not available in any sanctioned format in a blog talk confirmed by Mark Rosewater, someone asked about there is commotion right now because Gather lists Rick, Steadfast Leader, and other cards from The Walking Dead, Secret Lair, as this card is not playable in any formats. Whether accurate or a bug, can you or someone officially make a clarification on this? The official clarification is from Mark Rosewater. It's an error on Gather; It's being fixed. And we all called that last week.
2: But they all should be banned.
0: I mean, personal personal grievances aside, <laughs> personal grievances aside.
2: <laughs> we're just three in millions that should that are saying it should be banned.
0: But we're the not we're not the right three in millions. No, we don't have the audience base. We're just mucks with mics, Danny. We right?
2: have fifty people that follow us. <laughs> Look at
0: us going. We're making waves. What is what what, what is the reason?
2: Hey, a pebble
1: can make listens. a typhoon.
0: You're not wrong.
1: What's the what? What is the recent listens?
0: Recent listens. Live. Listen. Check. Right meow. 12. No, it's not that bad. (laughs) Three.
1: Okay. 14.
0: Two. Last seven days had uh, 165 listeners, and we're at 92 subscribers. Nice. Look at that. We're growing, people.
2: Thank you for listening. For those those that listen.
0: Look at that. Our Planeswalker episode has sixty five listens. Nice.
1: Nice.
2: What helps that we have they have a following too.
0: Yeah. Wonder if there's a little gonna be a little crossover of that. I saw Jason posted he got his Chulun, deck uh, Chu, Ch- Ch- chulane deck. That one. He got that all done and ready. Nice. Gonna be like, you wanna play some spell table? <laughs> Do it. But next in the news, JB has some financial implications maybe
1: possibly if you have a lot of money because heritage auctions is announcing that they're going to be auctioning off a gem mint condition beta black lotus it is a 9.5 graded from Beckett
2: isn't that the highest because I don't think there's like a anything higher than 9.5 for black Lotuses.
1: I I don't know but this one's a 9.5 out of 10 uh, and is one of only estimated fifty-seven to be in existence.
2: Yep. Yeah, fifty-seven black lotuses, not nine fives. Just black lotuses.
1: Oh, I thought it was nine fives.
2: Pretty sure it's just black lotus.
0: There is a beta, uh, a beta Beckett ten, black lotus for sale for five hundred and five thousand. $888.88 Jesus. the only thing the centering is 10 the corners are 10 the edges are 10 the surface is 9.5 there's just ever so slightly surface scratches on that thing or surface um, my smudges guess,
2: my guess is that's from just
0: opening the pack opening it probably oh yeah just like the light shifting of cards there Yeah.
2: but damn and that's probably from packaging itself right cause wasn't the Black Lotus technically like a common back then? Or was it it's rare from that set?
0: You know, I have no idea. Right? Because
2: Alpha, Beta, and Revised, none of them had the rare common on common.
1: Where's, where's Lockheed when you need him?
0: Lockheed, help us out. Rare. There's a rare? Yep, they're Rare. They are indeed.
2: So do they rare. have the rares in the front of the packs?
0: I know that there is something about that uh there's only in Jap- like the Japanese packaging. Or no, was it, was no it, all all, all they, the old packing all the old packaging. There's like something different between some of them where it was like the rares were in the front or it was like the three uncommons, then the rare, and then the rest were uh, the commons. The commons. But I think in alpha and beta, all of the cards are just like mixed up in there. Like you can open the pack, uh, watching some alpha investments videos when he opens up old product. Um, Good old Rudy. They, they're just mixed together. They're just all mixed together. So yeah. I don't know if there's like a, you know, a pack layout specifically. Like, yeah,
2: like there is now. Cause that, that, I'm sure that started like what? Uh,. After revised,
0: maybe you're asking questions that only Lockheed knows, right? Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: yeah. So no predicted price. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: no predicted price has been
1: mentioned yet. Um, An Alpha Black Lotus previously sold for one hundred sixty-six thousand and one hundred dollars back in March of nineteen, and since then the collectibles market has been booming, so it really could go anywhere.
2: It's going to see probably that same price, if not
1: higher. The auction is currently scheduled to take place January 14th through the 17th during the Comics and Comic Art Signature Auction in Dallas, Texas. So, yeah. If you have a lot of money and you want to pick up a Beta L Black Lotus, go for it. It's just an investment
2: because it's never going to go lower than that unless you really wreck it.
0: I mean, it could go if like the magic market tanked, But I mean, I'd I'd buy
1: it, and I would sleeve that bitch up and shuffle it about forty-five
0: times.
1: (laughs) Just kidding! I'm kidding. In in what kind of deck? I know. I I just in what kind
0: of deck? Don't think Mrs. Boggle would appreciate. I just triggered a lot of people
1: with that comment. I'm sorry.
0: What kind of deck would you play it in?
1: I don't know anything. It's a black lotus, man.
2: What I should say? What format would you play it in?
1: Well, if I'm only buying one, obviously EDH. It's banned. I don't care. Tabletop, baby.
2: Banned. <laughs> tabletop. Banned.
1: But we're playing
2: kitchen table, tabletop. Banned. bro. Banned.
1: Doesn't I, stop I, I, me from I'd, shuffling
2: it. I'd, I'd, I'd <laughs> <laughs> you you'd literally just quit 90 lands and just put it in there just to shuffle it.
1: Right? Nine, 98 other lands. And then just shuffle it. Shuffle the shit out of it.
2: Shuffle for thirty minutes. Yep, forty-five in, in, minutes in
1: shitty clip sleeves where the corners bend and catch and and rip. Yep, and just totally wreck it. Put it through an automatic shuffler
0: without card sleeves.
1: Ooh, there you go. God, I bet you so many people
0: are cringing right now. <laughs> you that know matters. how we had uh, ninety-two subscribers. We should we should after they listen to this, we're going to have like ten. <laughs> we should we should have put a trigger warning <laughs> in front of that. <laughs> <laughs> let's see, let's see if future Matt can do that. Yes, future Matt,
1: cut that out. <laughs> Just because I don't want to offend our listener base.
2: <laughs> hey Matt, what's next on the, what's next on the docket?
1: Your 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 topic
2: was it finally? Yeah, yeah, that's
1: your topic, man.
2: Are we good? Sure, Matt, you ready?
0: I had to pull up already, but then you started talking about triggered noises. <laughs> I'm triggered. that You're triggered.
2: Matt's going to die tonight because he won't breathe. (laughs) At least the
1: podcast will go on. Apparently we're Nazis because we breathe the air.
0: No, Nazis used to breathe the air. (laughs) Let's just get out of this before everything devolves.
1: Yes. Remind me. You have to listen to a song at the end of this.
2: Anyway. So, everyone remember when Magic the Arena said that the mobile app was being produced?
0: Yes. Yeah, like eons ago. Eons, well. It seemed like eons ago, even though it was probably like four months. <laughs> Man, time flies when you're having fun. Right? Time flies
1: when you're in a pandemic.
0: Well, guys.
1: The 12-year
0: year. It's no longer the 12-year itch. It's the 12-year year.
1: Right? <laughs> Fucking 2020. <sighs> so,
0: guys, you guys done with all your shit over
1: there? No. Did
0: you all know 2021 can, backwards can, is 1202? Which could be the 12-year itch.
1: 1202. Might Good be... lord, that means we're in a plague.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, Danny. <laughs>
1: anyway. We're back in the Middle Ages, brother. <laughs> oh my
0: god. Need to grab my spear and my battle axe. Go hunt a cow. Get eaten by a dragon. Pretty sure you'd have a hard time fighting a field mouse there, JB. Let's
1: go, let's go build a castle.
0: But The frogs would kill him. You know your play mat with a squirrel and a frog. That's his worst nightmare.
1: No, that's my steed. Okay, that's my ride in (laughs) the battle, bitch. Squirrel.
0: You mean the frog rides you?
1: No. (laughs) Guess you're assholes.
2: (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) Magic has announced our MTG Magic Arena, WotC, Hasbro, all the above.
1: All the acronyms.
2: Uh, January 28th, Magic the Arena is coming to Android and iOS supported systems this, what, 17 days from now? Or while you're listening to it, 16 days. So, there are some restrictions to it. You kind of have to have an updated phone. Uh, I think within the last two years of models. Just
1: Prepare to play with your phone in a snowbank.
2: Basically, I'm predicting at least
0: 95% of people melt their phones.
1: Right. Blow up their battery.
0: It's going to have a, a warning at the beginning. This same, the ain't same part of the article. This is just conjecture here. It's going to have a warning at the beginning where it's like, Keep games between 5 to 10 minutes. Otherwise, risk losing your phone.
1: Right. right. It's going to be the Galaxies all over again. Fucking batteries exploding here and there. Bah, bah, bah. Oh, he's playing Arena. No, those was
2: HCC's.
1: <laughs> no, that was the Galaxies.
2: I, I've i had Galaxies Wasn't since it the 3. It was the Galaxy 7s. I've had Galaxies since 3. I haven't had any problems with the Galaxy 7. I switched over to HCC before I went to Samsung, and I burned through like three of those within couple months.
1: Yeah, but the Galaxy 7s had a problem with the notes first and then the regular Galaxy 7s where oh. you had to check them specially if you were flying on a plane because the batteries would explode.
2: Yeah, I didn't have to worry about that cuz I didn't fly until last year. So But it
1: wasn't even just while you're flying, but that's why they had to check them specially oh, yeah, because yeah. they yeah. had a tendency for the batteries to go
2: Yeah. tomatoes model.
1: And that's why I was that's when I switched from Galaxies just because I was actually looking at getting the 7 and then I'm like Fuck that. I'm doing a lot of flying. I don't want to check my phone especially. I don't want my battery blowing up on me and shit. So I switched from galaxies. Yeah.
2: Well, I think they've fixed all that, so it's okay. By
1: now, I, I, I hope that was like, what, five years ago now? Because they're on like the Galaxy freaking 35?
2: No, 20. Jeez, but Jesus But that was, the thing is well, they went from 10 to 20. Wow,
1: well, what so the So it's not,
2: it's not like iPhones They go from 11, 12, 13 to that, That's pandemic X.
1: math right there. <laughs>
2: And the X, yeah, like four different miles of the X. So with the um with the release of and uh, Arena Android, um, I guess they've put out Android recommended specs. So your Android version should be a six or Marshmallow.
0: Um, Those tech savvy out there that know what that is,
2: right? I don't know what Marshmallow is.
0: I know he makes good beats.
2: He's all oh, oh, right. <laughs> Looks like you have four gigabytes of RAM on your phone, which is used to be a lot in, what, 12 years ago?
1: Right. The only <laughs> thing I know about marshmallows is that they give you diabetes.
2: You give me diabetes. Hi, I'm Wilfred Brimley,
1: and I have diabetes.
2: Anyway, moving along, just uh, be prepared to melt your phone and have some marshmallows
1: with it. There you go. There you go. You can roast your marshmallows on your burning phone as you're saying its last rites.
2: Uh, moving along, oh, we uh, are the, going to.
0: But before before, before Matt. we go, they have they have a list of all like the phones and stuff in yep. the link link below because they got like twenty five phones.
2: Yep. So, like I said, it's gonna be like within the last two years or three years of phones that are going to be capable of running it.
0: So mine's probably
2: effed. Probably.
0: Yeah, don't run it there, JB. We don't need our little boggle exploding on us. All right.
2: His little hands melting. So Matt, what's up on the next topic?
0: Well, it's a bunch of Kelheim talk uh, that we're going to, kind of do right now you know Keldheim got announced like the preview season started last Thursday they had a great live stream and then a Q&A afterwards on uh, weekly MTG with uh, Blake Rasmussen, Steve Snoo and another Wizards employee and so to start it off let's talk about some of the cards I guess that we are excited about that they announced. I mean, okay, before we start that, uh on Arena, they have the pre-orders for Kelheim going on right now. You can get the Kaya bundle where you get 50 Kelheim boosters, one Kaya the Inexorable card, one Kaya the Inexorable card style sleeve. And then you have a Nico bundle where you get a set pass, three-player draft tokens, one sealed token, one Nico Ares card, one Nico Ares card style, and a Defying Destiny sleeve. And then they also have a pre-order bonus. for If you do both, you get a pet bear, spirit bear. Oh, snap. And they're $49.99 each. Spend $5 million with us, and you get this cute little bear. Yep, so spend 100 you get both, and you get a bear. Spend fifty, you get one, but you don't get the bear. <laughs> so Kaya gets you the ba- Kaya gets you the booster packs. Nico gets you the draft tokens and mastery pass,
2: and the planewalker card.
0: Yeah, they both get you a planeswalker card uh, well, of each. Yeah. Kaya gets you the Kaya. Nico gets you the Nico, and we'll talk about Nico because Nico is interesting. I thought, right? But there's that out of the way. Let's just jump into some of the cards here. We're gonna start from the bottom and work up?
1: Yeah, let's do that. Oh, yeah. That way you can talk about your Nico.
0: Nico's cool, but Valky, way cooler of a planeswalker on the back end, in my opinion. The only the only reason why Nico is interesting is in an artifact based deck, I think it's gonna be solid. You know, anything that's like matters on number of enchantments in play or enchantments ETBing and and stuff like that, constellation creatures are going to be a thing. So I was thinking um, the three-drop, one-three constellation draw a card, gain a life, I think, the green one. What's that one called, JB? You know which one I'm talking about? What? came in Theros Beyond Death, two green, one-three, I think. Then it draws a card and puts a plus-one counter on it or gains a life. Was it Nylia? No, it's not Nylia. It's just a... It's just a
2: creature. It
0: was the uncommon one. No, oh. it's it's rare.
1: Um, I know what you're talking about, but the name escapes me. Ah,
0: Sintestian Champion. ETVs. That wasn't a Constellation? Yeah, Constellation. ETV. Oh, the mechanic. Oh, my God, you son of a bitch. I thought you were talking about the fucking art. all no, I'm not like, talking about the just, Constellation yeah, that's art. what I thought he was talking about, too, yeah. so... No cars by mechanics, way to, not by their way art.
2: Wait to clarify, Matt.
0: Yeah, I thought saying constellation would made you all go to mechanic. Yeah, I'm sorry, I, I, thought I forgot the, that constellation the constellation art. Who fucking thinks the constellation art? If it was a like constellation art, I would have been able to figure that out. Because they're all gods. Because no, so they're demigods.
2: Yeah, they Well, the gods had them, it's but the demigods still. also had.
0: Yeah.
1: No, it's not Matt. It's a demigod. If it's any constellation, get out of here, Neil Rad, with your puns. (laughs) (laughs) If it's any constellation, it's the Big
0: Dipper. (laughs) Okay, let's start this off. Yeah, Matt. Talk about your Nico. So last week when they announced this, they showed us a bunch of cards. We have a new Planeswalker. Nico aris which we knew about uh the javeliner lear they throw javelins whatever that whatever that is they are blue blue white x for a three three Nico planeswalker when Nico Ares enters the battlefield create x shard tokens shards are their enchantments with pay two sack this enchantment scry one then draw a card and then it has a plus one ability of up to one target creature you control can't be blocked this turn whenever that creature deals damage this turn return it to its owner's hand has neg one nico eris deals two damage to any two tarp tapped it has has neg one nico eris deals two damage to target tapped creature for each card you've drawn this turn two damage, to target, tapped creature for eat. Wow. So just like two, four, six, if you draw three cards, if I understand that right? Yes, you are correct. And then its final ability, neg one, is create a shard token.
1: So, Matt, I'm, I'm going to correct you in your assumption on this art. Those aren't javelins. Those are going to be his shards.
0: Well, y- yeah, but... Like, their occupation was javelinier or, or, or whatever on Theros, the story behind it. Wasn't, was it? Yeah.
1: Was it really? But we're not on Theros, sir. Yeah, they broke out of in Theros. We're in Kaldheim.
0: Yeah, but we, they broke out of Theros' underworld uh, from Clothis.
1: He still throws shards, dude.
0: Okay.
2: As ne- javelins.
0: Nico thro- shards. Nico throws shards. It's an interesting card. I'm excited to see what happens in blue-white control-style decks with this. The next one that has a Planeswalker on it, who wants to give that one a read? Matt does. Matt does. Okay. mm mm-hmm. God of Lies. This was the first god revealed to us. Oh, no, it wasn't. No, it was.
1: No, because we had Halvar.
0: Oh, that's right. Halvar. I was scrolling down. Halvar. So this is the second god revealed to us. Halvar was an MDFC. On the back, it was an artifact equipment. Now we have Valky, God of Lies. Black 1 for a 2 1 legendary god. When Valky enters the battlefield, each opponent reveals their hand. For each opponent, exile a creature card they revealed this way until Valky leaves the battlefield. <clears throat> Has an activated ability of X. Choose a creature card exile with Valky with Converted to cost X. Valky becomes a copy of that card. Not bad. It's Loki.
1: Yep, read yep. the backside, though.
0: Yes, and, uh, and since this is god, it is a MDFC. And on the back, the first of its kind, it's an MDFC with a planeswalker on the back. And this planeswalker is Tybalt, Cosmic Imposter.
2: Good old Tybalt.
0: Black, red, five for a five loyalty legendary Tybalt. As Tybalt ETBs, you get an emblem with you may play cards exiled with Tybalt Cosmic Imposter, and you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast those spells. Tybalt has a plus two of exile the top card of each player's library, a neg three of exile target artifact or creature, and a neg eight of exile all cards from all graveyards. Add red, red, red. This thing is... Is cool. Um fun facts with some uh, with this MDFC, uh, there is a way to cheat this out turn three yep. in Historic. I'm trying to find Winds of Change. Uh is what the spell is called.
1: Is that the one I thought
0: it was the card in Caldheim? Nope, not in oh the card in Caldheim. I don't know what that is. Set do do Second Wind, Release to the Wind. There we go. So Release to the Wind works in Historic with Volky. Release to the Wind, this is just a little side note, is blue 2, instant, exile, target, non-land, permanent. For as long as that card remains exile, its owner may cast it without paying its mana cost. Okay, yeah, that was the one I was thinking of.
1: Why was I thinking it was the card in Caldheim?
0: I have no idea then, but yeah. So what you do is you have Volky out turn 2, Turn three, you cast Release to the Winds, Exile your Valky, and then you can cast it, and on cast you can choose to make it the MDFC on the backside, and you get a seven-mana Planeswalker on turn three. Mm -hmm. Brutal. Kind of (laughs) gross. Yep, because Grixis Control really needed more shit. I don't know how Grixis Control is doing in Historic, though. I don't know if that little fun interaction is going to be important enough.
1: It will be. Someone will break it. Yep, someone will break it. Don't don't fool yourself.
0: So, JB, are you looking at the next card that I'm looking at? Which one? Sigrid? Yes. Tell us what Sigrid does.
1: Okay, so we have another sweet three-drop white card here. It's generic white, white, for Sigrid, God-favored. He's a legendary human warrior. He's a 2-2 with flash. He also has First Strike and protection from God creatures. When Sigrid Favorite enters the battlefield, exile up to one target attacking or blocking creature until
0: Sigrid leaves the battlefield. Dude. Right? A deck with this and Skyclave Apparition. Right? Seems really good. Some fun shenanigans. Another card that was announced on that stream was Alrund, God of the Cosmos. It is blue, blue, three for a one, one legendary God. All run gets plus one, plus one for each card in your hand and each foretold card you own in exile. We're going to cover what foretold is here in a second. It also reads at the beginning of your end step, choose a card, then reveal the top two cards of your library or choose a card type, then reveal the top two cards of your library. Put all cards of the chosen type into your hand and the rest at the bottom of your library in any order. And since it's a god, it has an MDFC. On the back, it's a creature. Hakka, Whispering Raven, for blue one, two, three, legendary bird, flying. When Hakka, Whispering Raven, deals combat damage to a player, return it to its owner's hand, then scry to. Uh, foretold. New mechanic that is out in Keldheim here, and how it works is during your turn, you may pay two colorless and exile... Well, too generic, and exile this card from your hand face down. Cast it on a later turn for its foretell cost. And then its foretell cost can range from anything. And it's just kind of a a way to prepay, I guess, for a spell in the future. And this is a mechanic in Keldheim that I am probably more excited for than a lot of people I think. No, I'm excited for it. It looks legit. It, it, It stops it from being interacted with in your hand. It's it gives your opponent the element of surprise and suspicion not suspicion. Suspension. It's not suspension. What's the word I'm looking for? Suspicion. It was suspicion. Because they don't know what you're gonna foretell. The same thing with morphs.
1: The only the only
0: downside I see to this is just
1: from a flavor standpoint, okay? Okay, let's hear. It it, it makes it like Yu Gi Oh.
0: Yeah, yeah. You've activated my trap right? card. And I lay down this trap card,
1: and you don't know what's underneath it.
0: Yeah, because foretell cards can be anything from instants to creatures to sorceries.
1: To a mirror force. Yep.
0: (laughs) Yep, indeed. (laughs) JB and his jokes. Holy. (laughs) Hey, someone's got to do it. Danny, you want to cut off a big swath of them? Do you want to talk, do you have a specific card or do you want to talk about the lands?
2: Talk about Snowball. I I got one. Let's hear it. Eska, God of the Tree.
0: Oh, that's right.
2: It is a green, green colorless uh, for a legendary creature god.
1: Are you jumping way up there? I'm not.
0: It's right there.
2: I started from the top, bro. It's the first one I caught my eye. We started from the bottom, though. You know what? I don't care. Now we (sighs) here. Just because you're not tall enough for each ladder. I know. Uh. Anyway, Eska, God of the Tree. Again, it's a green green one. Legendary creature, God, for a one four. You get vigilance, tap, add one man of any color. All the legendary creatures you control have vigilance and tap, add one color of, add one man of any color. On its backside, it is Uberg. For the Prismatic Bridge, it's a legendary enchantment at the beginning of your upkeep reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a creature or planeswalker card put that card onto the battlefield and rest in the bottom of your library in any order
0: remember talking to your mic no matt further away
2: because i want to yell into it
0: you don't have to yell into it if you just talk normal into it like i you get thought it was right to-
2: here i don't like to have ha- like that like that? I don't, know, I,
0: don't, I don't know if you remember that. like that? But in the beginning, you're the one telling us to eat our microphones, and here you are, staying away from the microphone.
2: Yeah, because I don't want to be on here anymore. <laughs> but anyways, it's I want this card for my five colors commander.
0: Yeah, this thing is really cool, and it is it's super cool. Like, I don't know what else to say. It gets you everything that you want. Oh, oh! I was I was talking with Danny earlier. These gods are super awesome due to the fact it's okay to draw multiple of these because of the MD uh, because of the backside that you can cast it for. So on your front side, you can have Eska out, and your legendaries are tapping for mana. But then you draw your second Eska; it's like cool. Now I got the Prismatic Bridge, or right. vice versa.
2: Well, you're you're more more often to be able to play. The front side before you play the back side.
0: If only Omnath was around still, it'd be partway there. Just need to figure out a way to tap for black. Just wait. Someone next Omnath will come. Or, or you know, you got Teamer. Like you could do Genesis Ultimatum still in Standard with it, get it out and stuff like that. It's doable, but no. Yeah, so that's, uh, the, these legendary gods, the fact that you can cast both sides make them super important. And there's a card we're going to talk about later that I'm excited about just because of that ability. Right. <laughs> but one of the biggest things also that got mentioned in Keldheim is the return of snow lands. We got snow basics. There's two different arts for all of them. They're going to be in place of the land slot. but also snow duels, snow duels. What makes these snow duels Im- 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 important there, JB? They're fetchable. And at what rarity are they? Commons, aren't they? They're commons. Right. They are fetchable snow duel lands. Good stuff. Uh, they enter tap, though. They have them for each uh, color combination. They enter tap, they snow land. But because of this, this is a little side thought, but, you know, Scred Red can now expand to, like, Scred Rakdos or... Uh, Scred Boros. I don't know if that would be important, but I mean, I feel that's a non-negligible thing, especially with these new other snows that we're getting are snow instances and sorceries.
2: And creatures.
0: Yeah. Snow creatures are, are a thing as well and snow artifacts. But the new thing is snow instances. We haven't seen that before. So these can be tutored specifically with things that pertain to search a card for a, uh, a snow card. First thing that comes to my mind is uh, an old card from Cold Snap, or Ice Age? Cold Snap. Pretty sure it's Cold Snap. Uh, Scrying Sheets. It's a land. It adds card lists to your mana pool, and then you can pay a snow, tap it, look at the top four cards of your library, reveal a snow uh, snow card, put it in your hand, put the rest at the bottom of your library. So you can now be pulling these instants and sorcerers off of something like Scrying Sheets and there's going to be some more cards. I don't know if we'll be able to get to them tonight that specifically ask or tell you to get a snow card that doesn't say snow permanent, so you can get these instant sources. But the first snow instant we have is Frostbite. For a red snow instant, Frostbite deals two damage to target creature or planeswalker. If you control three or more snow permanent, it deals three damage instead. I like that. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Solid. It's a snow bolt. It's a snow bolt.
2: <laughs> but I am liking the fact that all the snow lands and instances so far have alternative arts or alternative frames. Yeah, tell, us, everyone else.
0: tell us about those frames, Danny.
2: Well, they basically look like a window if you're from the Midwest in the middle of the winter. <laughs> Where you see out the very little bit of it in the middle, everything else is covered in frost.
0: That That is such an accurate portrayal of that, and everybody in the Midwest who's listening to that, they're like, oh, okay, I know what he's talking about.
2: They right. can visualize, because it's, just look outside your car window right now. Right, That's outside, yeah. that's how it looks.
0: Yeah, all the snows have this, it's called their snow treatment in the weekly MTG after party thing that they did last week. Uh, Mike Turian was specifically saying that one of the reasons why they did these snow arts the way that they did is to like make it feel cold, you know, like give you that thought of, oh, this is a cold card, ice cold, yeah, ice, ice, baby. Sharp. No, 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 no. 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 Hey, you know, I gotta cut that out now. Shut <laughs> up. We're gonna get <laughs> we're gonna get claimed for that one. Vanilla no, Ice is not we'll a cool. Fine. Vanilla Ice is not a cool guy. Yes, he is. <laughs> Ever since the- he builds houses, okay.
2: Actually, actually, that's what we do need. It's ice. It's him coming after us for that.
0: Right? Notoriety, bro. Yeah. Okay. How about you give us the notoriety of this most notable card? Which one? Who wants to take this bad boy right there? No, I got one I want to read. Danny, do you want to read that or do do I want I'll read this. this. you, You just read
1: one, so now it's my turn.
0: You can read that one next. Sorry, bud. I got the cookie jar right now. Jump you, higher.
1: You always have the cookie jar.
0: Punch him in the nuts. He'll drop right? You. I can just
1: punch you in the shin. Good luck. You go down. You're very top heavy. Why are you punching
0: heavy. in the shin? Because you're, you're, that's yeah. how tall I am. I was about to say I'm pretty tall. He's pretty short. His his Punch reach him in go, the
2: kneecap. Kick him in the shin. There you go. No. I actually, punch him behind the kneecap.
0: The next card, which is a very controversial card. This was one of the leaks that we mentioned, but we didn't. Talk about on air, we put a link below if anyone was interested in that. But it's Vorinclex Monstrous Raider. Green Green 4 for a 6-6 six, six legendary Frexian Praetor. It has trample and haste. If you would put one or more counters on a permanent or player, put twice that many of each of those kinds of counters on that permanent or player instead. If an opponent would put one or more counters of a permanent on a player on a permanent or a player, they put half that many each up those counters on that perimeter player. Instead, rounded down. <laughs> Whew. So if you put one counter on something, rounded down, you put none. This is great. Uh, Vorinclex has oh uh, has three different borders. It has the normal border. It is also since it's a legendary creature, is getting that uh, knotted frame that Keldheim. Art border the Celtic frame. frame, yeah, Dude, it looks so good. And then also, it is getting a Frexian inscribed card, like its card is all written in Frexian,
2: with a cool little border.
0: Yeah. Uh, Too
2: yeah. bad he dies.
0: <sighs> yeah. Story wise, he's dying. Kaya, Kaya's getting him. When we were talking about the Kaya, the Inexorable card a while ago, how there's a shadow in the background of the borderless one. It's, uh, it's foreign Kleks, and she kills foreign clex. But JB, you've been waiting patiently. Would you like a cookie? Yes. Have your cookie.
1: Okay. So, next up, we have a pretty cool card called Varagoth Blood Sky Sire. For two and a black, you get a legendary demon rogue. He's a 2 3 with death touch and a boast ability. So, for one and a black. Target player searches their library for a card, then shuffles their library and puts that card on top of it. But with Boast, you can only activate this ability if the creature attacked this turn, and only once each turn.
0: Boast is one of the new abilities as well, and it's very Viking-esque in the, in the start of preview season when they did that uh, their stream. That was one of the things that they were talking about. Is like, what do Vikings do? They love to tell tales and they boast about what they did, and that's kind of how they got to boast. But boast is a really cool mechanic, I think. Mm-hmm. All of these mechanics in Keldheim, spot on. And since it's legendary, it also has the uh, the Viking border as well. And this, pff, you you want a party hard, shred harder, art. Varagoth the. Uh, Norse border, the the showcase border, pff, that's about as metal as it gets. Y'all got any other cards to talk about, or who? I'm getting there. Hi. Right. Well, while you're while you're working at that, let's talk about some uncommons and stuff here. You know, we're just talking legendaries and all these big spells. Let's talk about what you're actually going to be getting a lot more of the time in packs. One of my favorites is saw it coming blue blue one instant counter target spell to cancel but it has foretell so it has during your turn you may pay two generic and exile this card from your hand face down cast it on a later turn for its foretell cost and its foretell cost is blue one it's a two mana hard counter in standard essentially or I mean even in historic as well and in, in pioneer Danny shaking his head. <laughs> he doesn't like the idea of of a, a two mana counterspell. But we got it.
1: Mm-hmm. We also have a hailstorm Valkyrie for three in a black. You get a two two snow creature angel wizard with flying and trample. And for snow mana, snow mana, hailstorm Valkyrie gets plus two plus two until end of turn, which is. Pretty significant, okay? Because, obviously, snow, you're going to be having a lot of snow lands. This thing's a four drop. So you could easily, you know, the next turn when it's swinging, you're going to, if you want to, you can easily give it plus four, plus four. You can be swinging it for six. It's not going to be hard to pay snow mana.
2: Just because I like the art, I'm choosing Cole, the fire, the forge master. It is Boros, so it's one white, one red. Legendary creature, dwarf, warrior. It's not uncommon, but because it's legendary, it has this sweet Celtic uh, wood frame uh, with Boros colors. Uh, so this guy is... Whenever another non-token creature you control dies, if it was enchanted or equipped, return it to his owner's hands. And creature tokens... You control that are enchanted or equipped, get plus one, plus one. This guy's a two two and the legendary art for it in the background looks like you have Odin, Odin's crow. Um it looks like one of the gate watch guys from Asgard. I'm not sure about the and there's a warrior behind him too.
0: Yeah, Cole looks like the person that forged the sword for Haldun, the, the first guy that we saw. Also, all runs staff. And if I had to guess, I would say that that is the in, the, the analog of Thor, um, tor Torolf. Probably. Okay. But in
2: depiction, is the same guy that created Thor's hammer.
0: and It's such good art. It's so epic. Axe. Don't you get kind of like a, a Star Wars movie poster vibe from this? Nope. Nico, uh, Nico Delo, Delort, Delort, Nico Delort. You did a great job. I like this art. I like this card.
2: Even even the standard card is pretty sweet too.
0: Right. Oh. All right. Uh, let's wrap this up here. Let's each choose one more card, and then we gotta jump into the finance section. I know my card. Do you guys know your card? No. Figure at your card i'm gonna read mine my card is torolf god of fury red red 2 5-4 legendary god trample whenever a creature or planeswalker an opponent controls is dealt excess non-combat damage torolf deals damage equal to the excess to any target other than that permanent it's a god so it's an mdfc and on the back you have torolf's hammer Red one legendary artifact equipment. Equipped for red one. Equipped creature has red one. Tap unattached Torolf's hammer. It deals three damage to any target. Return Torolf's hammer to its owner's hand. And then the final ability on it is equipped creature gets plus three plus o as long as it's legendary. Sweet card. It is such a good card. This is this is another reason why MDFC legends are so good, because this is this is Thor. Yep. And you can now, in-game, have Thor hold Mjolnir. Yep. <laughs> and, and, and the fact, this card is really good. The, uh, the the non-combat damage and stuff like that. I was thinking about this card all morning. Uh, I did this weird little thing where I recorded myself when I was working because I didn't have anybody to talk to, and I just had to talk about this card. <laughs> I talked about some ideas with this. Uh, Torolf in Commander... And Blasphemous Act goes really well with this. Blasphemous Act deals 13 damage to each creature, and good luck finding a lot of creatures that are 13 toughness. That's a lot of damage that you're going to be swinging about. Yeah, that is a lot. So let's say you have 8 creatures that you're dealing 13 damage to. uh, All opponents' creatures, and so Blasphemous Act is 1 red. And all of them are for the sake of simplicity and math, are seven sevens and so five damage is getting dealt uh afterwards or we can even yeah or we can even be more generous and say three if we want to go like really balls to the walls if they're all if they were all three toughness creatures that is 80 damage that you can divide (laughs) and like at least kill two people with on a plasmus act easily chandra's ignition is another good one with uh with tor torolf as well Yep. But yeah, that, that's that's my card, Torolf. I'm excited for this card. The art is really cool as well.
2: It's pretty sweet. So uh piggybacking off the color, going with red also. I am going with Calamity Bearer. Two colors, red, red, creature, giant berserker. He's a three four. If a giant source you control would deal damage to a permanent or player, it deals double that damage to the permanent or player instead. It is now in double strike ability without double strike.
1: Yep, your earls are going to hit for 12.
0: Stupid.
2: I don't think earls are going to be playing red though.
0: Team Earl, Team Earl. I or Uro. suppose. How often do you think they I think they would just be like probably putting this in the sideboard uh in standard matchups for the late game. You know, right. if you're going against maybe another euro deck right. just trying just something to push damage through. Right. But a raktos deck. Groakza. And and Bone Crusher Giant. Unfortunately the stomp portion does not count for the uh giant source dealing damage, but a uh a bone crusher giant, a four three dealing double damage. Mind not you, mind bad. you,
2: this guy is not a legendary. You oh can play four of them at the same time.
0: Oh my god. It stacks, doesn't it? It does. Dumb. That's dangerous. Dumb. Because each
2: ability triggers.
1: Oh, yeah. Crystalline Giant, too, is a giant.
0: Hopefully, he's a giant. Hey, you never know. They've done some pretty stupid stuff before. Crystalline Giant. Yorvo, Lord of Garenbrig, is a giant. Oh, Mm -hmm. Oh, and then you got Shatter Skull Charger is a giant as well. Uh, These are all in standard.
1: No, they're not. That's a Lorwyn card.
0: Which one? He was talking about the ones we talked
1: about. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, I was like, these aren't all standard.
0: Yeah, the ones we're talking about are standard. That's why oh. I'm going to... But for Commander, Brian Stout Arm, that's a, pr- that's a uh, prominent Commander card right there. Brian Stout Arm deals the damage, so that with Calamity Barrier Out will deal double damage to the to the, to the the creature you just chucked. Nice. <laughs> Let's see. Other prominent giants just off the bat here. Anything of importance? That's actually important. Another commander card. Ruin of the Jess Jeskai won for a 7-7. Beginning of combat on your turn, choose an opponent at random. Ruhan attacks that player if able. <laughs> it deals 14 damage when this thing attacks. Oh my god. Okay. Oh, the, oh, okay. I was gonna say that's it. Oh, Tectonic Giant. That's a big one. Tectonic Giant. That's in standard. And uh, any others? I mean, Quake Quakebring- Bringer. That's a new one. Uh, don't think we we'll have time to cover that. Ooh, Thrix the Sunstorm. Maybe. Okay. So, first
1: card. Spectral Steel. For one and a white, you get an enchantment aura. You enchant creature. Enchanted creature gets plus two, plus two. And you can also pay one and a white. Exile spectral steel from your graveyard. Return another target aura or equipment card from your graveyard to your hand. This is the one that I just saw and realized came out and I'm like, oh, holy shit.
0: This is legit. You think this is legit because it goes and boggles pretty pretty nicely. This is how you get your daybreak cornets back. Right?
1: They'll totally fit in the flex slots.
0: And not even just that, like getting back your Ethereum armor mm-hmm. as well or your spirit mantle. Like those are important enchantments, you know, having four of like this is in your graveyard your fifth, six copies of those. Mm-hmm. If needed.
1: Exactly. It's totally legit. And it doesn't hurt that it gives a plus two, plus two. No, no, it's a not pretty at good all. buff for two mana. It's very solid. Very solid. Okay, so then the next one is another one that I was thinking about trying to jam in Boggles. Because it's a cool. It's a cool card. It's got the Fortale mechanic in it. So it's Kaya's Onslaught. And the art's cool, too, because she's totally about ready to stab daggers into Varenklex's face.
0: Yep. This is the card that uh, Danny was talking about, like, what, ten minutes ago whenever we were talking about Varenklex? Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. So for two and a white, instant speed... Target creature gets plus one, plus one, and gains double strike until end of turn, but it has foretell. So you exile it for the two generic mana, and you can cast it later for a single white mana. Nice. So the foretell makes this legit, especially, like, you know, say you go and you foretell this thing. Yep. Okay, you spend the two mana. You got your, your 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 boggle all suited up, okay? You're sitting at about, like, ten or eleven. People think, okay, you know, I don't have to block it or whatever, or if it's got you know enough trample damage, whatever. They're like, okay, whoop, you do, no big deal. All of a sudden, boom, you got your one white man open. <sighs> I got double strike now, bitch, and then boom,
0: I win, instant win. I I like that foretell as a as a mechanic because in boggles, you get decimated by hand disruption. Yep, and. This is kind of a good thing to kind of put off to the side. It's an to... ace in the hole.
1: It's legit. And and you can easily drop a single white man on this.
0: Right. And your opponents are gonna have to respect that. Even if this is gonna be the only Fortel card that pops up in boggles, like knowing that you got this, it's like, okay, I see that they have a Fortel card down. It's gonna be Kaya's onslaught. If mm-hmm. it becomes popular,
1: that is. This is Right, if yeah, that's a big
0: if but that not just in this case with uh kaya's onslaught but even with uh sot coming and other spells like that even if it's going to be the only foretell card in that deck and it's like meta knowledge is that they're still going to have to respect it cuz this is going to kill you or sot coming is going to counter your spell that you want to have land yep foretell brings an interesting like mind game to it uh, you know Yes, it does. But yeah, no, this boggles, Right? Um, I'm
1: honestly thinking of like a 2-2 split between this and that Spectral Steel. That's always the best. For testing.
0: That's always the best way to go, 2-2 splits and seeing what you like.
2: So, since JB rambled on and on and on. I couldn't help it. We forgot about the big land of this one. I know you talked about it earlier. Oh, the World Tree? Yep, Matt talked about it earlier.
0: I I did talk about that earlier and we just completely...
2: The World Tree the land rare comes in tapped taps for a green as long as you control six or more lands lands you control have tap add one man of any color and then if you pay double uberg tap sacrifice the world tree search your library for any number of god cards put them on the battlefield then shuffle your library
0: so this card is amazing
2: <laughs> yep it is it, it is selling. It is selling right now for nine fifty on Skyfall.
0: That seems like a really cheap pre sell price for this card. Eh? Yep. Mm. So one of the big things mm-hmm. that is making this really good, um, you have things that make your whole deck into a certain creature type. Mm-hmm, there's a lot of changeling going on. Yeah, and uh, your shapeshifters. Your changelings, they're they're gods as well. Mm-hmm. Keep that in mind, because they're all creature types. But then you have things that change uh change your deck. Uh, that new there's a new card that was announced. I saw it up here. Reflections of Litajara. Four and a blue enchantments as reflections litajara enters the battlefield. Choose a creature type. Whenever you cast a, Oh, never mind. Copy that spell. No, what was the one? There I could have sworn there was something. There we go. This is it. Maskwood Nexus. Creatures you control are every type. The same is true for creature spells you control and creature cards you own that aren't on the battlefield. So that means in your deck. So oh if my you God, have this so stupid. you have Maskwood Nexus out, all of your creatures are now gods. And if you have World Tree and 10 other lands, you get all the creatures into the battlefield. <laughs> I'm gonna dump my whole deck. Pretty much. Yep. Oh, and this stupid. is and this is just like standard already. This isn't even talking about things that are uh, modern. Because you can get Athreos, Bantu, Heliod. Heliod's an important one. Get a bunch of Heliods, Clothis, Thassa's. Five color god deck. And Commander. This is going to be good. Standard. You're going to pull out the best gods that you want specifically for five color. And it's not going to be that hard because the world tree... Makes all of your lands tap for whatever you want them to. And it's not a legendary land. Mm-hmm. The world tree is not a legendary land.
2: Get it. Um, yeah, not legendary, but.
0: Yep. World tree, really sick card. I am putting one of these into my uh, Kenrith deck.
2: I'm making a new five color. I'm making my Chalalara deck again.
0: You're going to make it all gods now? Yep. yep. Are you going to have the thing that makes all of your other non creatures gods as well? So just to get your whole creature base? Basically. Fucking right. Danny, do it up. Why not? Okay. So we have talked on about Keldheim. We're going to quickly run through the weekly winners this week.
1: Cha-ching.
0: As always, the weekly winners are brought to you by MTG Stocks. They have this amazing article that comes out every Friday where they talk about winners and losers that move up and down in price, and we bring them to you. First off, Megas of the Vineyard. It is green for a 1-1 human wizard. At the beginning of each player's pre-combat main phase, add green green to that player's mana pool. It has seen a 338% increase, now sitting at $8.15. The specific version is the Commander version, uh, original Commander. This has had one other printing in Future Site, which is $7. Market price on Magus of the Vineyard is still $1.73. If you're looking for them, you can get them tcg player has them for 225 card kingdom has them for three but the main reason for this card moving up in price is due to the cedh capabilities of Urlock the scorch thrash which is the Jun mana burn card from uh legendary from commander legends Yep. that has been a reason for a bunch of cards and actually another card later on in the list Next up in the weekly winners, we have Into the North. For green one sorcery, you have search your library for a Snowland card, put it into play, tapped, then shuffle your library. This came out in Cold Snap. It jumped up 176%, now sitting at $2.60. But as of today, it's moved up even more. Uh, They're selling online for $4.15. TCG player, (sighs) do they really have some for 74 cents? They're probably like really beat up versions. But it's moving up in price. You probably, if if you have a large collection dating back to Cold Snap, you probably have a couple of these because it's a common. The reason for this move up is due to the fact that we have the dual snowlands now. So this can get dual snowlands. And that's going to be important for EDH and maybe some future modern snow decks. And then finally, Uh, Another card that's moved up due to your lock of Scorched Thrash. Karavac the Merciless. Red Black 5 for a 5-4 Legendary Human Shaman. When an opponent plays a spell, Karavac the Merciless deals damage to that creature or player equal to that spell's converted mana cost. This card's moved up 140%, now sitting at $24.50. But, uh, this one's from the Time Spiral uh, version. But, it has... Average price is about 13 bucks. Average, average is 18 bucks. Market price is 13. You can find them pretty cheap. TCG player has them sub 17. So if you're looking for that kind of effect, keep a lookout there. But this is another one that's uh, moved up in price in part due to your lock because the whole strategy of that is to uh, punish your opponent for doing everything from playing lands, for <laughs> tapping lands, yep. for casting spells. So this is just like straight up. You try and play magic, you are going to get burned.
2: Front end and back end burned. E- yep. Maybe I should build that deck. Do it. No, nah, I got too many decks.
0: <sighs> it's no such thing. Dude, I'm working on
2: commander number seven.
0: Let's see. That's nothing. I'm pretty sure I'm at seven as well right now. But I've built. I'm somewhere around there, too. Three
2: or four within the last six months.
0: And that's what we call the Commander itch. Mm-hmm. That's that's, the, what,
2: that's what you call a quarantine.
0: That's the 12-year itch right there. Right.
2: <laughs> Lots of money.
0: But from there, we have some cheap pickups for y'all.
1: All right. So first up on our cheap pickups, we have Master Transmuter. The Arch Enemy copy is $4.74, record low and trending down. Next up, we have Rings of Bright Hearth from Commander Legends, sitting at six dollars and
0: forty-two cents. Record low and bottomed out. Buy them! Holy yes. crap! Buy these! This is a card that a lot of a lot of Commander players were restricted from because it was like sixty bucks, mm-hmm. but now it's six. Yes, buy them. This doubles. This copies abilities for two mana. Like you, you have a deck with illusionish bracers and stronic resonator. You're gonna to want to rings of bright earth in there as well. Pick them up for six. This is a card that's, I don't know, I foresee moving maybe up back to around the twenty dollar range at least, right? If not fifteen, you're gonna get your money back. Exactly. Buy them now
1: while they're cheap. Yep. And then last but not least, we have another commander legends card in staff of domination, sitting at five dollars and five cents. Record low and bottomed out.
0: You know we gotta we gotta get Lockheed on. Not only to talk about double masters, but now Commander Legends, because I feel like those two are kind of like grouped together, right, in hand there. in hand. Yeah. Yep. Oh man! But there is your uh, finance section for the week, as always. If interested in picking up cards on the cheap, but don't know when to get them, go check out tcgsniper.com com. Set an account and set up alerts to be alerted for a card when it moves down in price or if you are interested in selling a getting rid of a card when it moves up in price tcg sniper also helps you with that if you go over there and mention that the guys over at this week and mtg sent you you will get three months free of their plus program super worth it go check them out and finally for this week we have for you guys A deck of the week. Picked by... JB? Mm-hmm. Okay. It looked interesting, so I had to do it. It does look... You show me a deck with Blood Scrivenger in it, I'm in.
1: And this should be up Danny's alley, too, because it's got Soul Warden in it.
2: Right? Yeah, so that... I need to get Soul Ascendant to my... My my way deck now.
1: I've been telling you that, and you haven't listened to me until you see it in a deck.
2: (laughs) Because I don't... Visualize cards, sorry. My deck works pretty fucking well.
1: Yeah, but it's just another copy of it. So there's eight copies of it. And then, well, you'll always have it.
2: Yeah, I got that.
1: Eight copies is important. Which is what I've been telling you.
2: Yeah. But I'm kind of more of the flying angels over ground guys.
1: Well, then you need Sarah Ascendant.
2: I have Sarah Ascendant in there.
1: Well, then
0: you need your soul's attendant to go with it.
2: Maybe.
0: So this deck is just like a Soul Sisters deck where you have your key pieces of Soul's Attendant, Soul's Warden, and... Ashrine's Pride Mate. uh, Well, I mean, Ashrine's Pride Mate is good, but those are the ones that are gaining you the life. Yep. Yeah. So Soul's Attendant and Soul's Warden are the exact same thing. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield, you gain a life. And so you have a lot of low drop creatures like Sarah's Ascendant, a one drop, one one, lifelink. If you have three or more life, it gets plus five, plus five, and flying, a new card. Since this is black, you have Bane Hound, Black One One, Nightmare Hound, Life Link, and Haste. You also have some um uh, like uh Johnny's Pride Mate, one of Danny's like marquee cards. When not you ke-
2: marquee.
0: It's in your top ten. And
2: yeah, it's up there. But not I don't <laughs> think it's top. 10.
0: You gain life, it gets a plus one, plus one counter on it. It becomes a big beater.
1: Mm-hmm. That thing did work for me when I used to play Standard back at f ms
2: It did work for me when I played Historic, like seven months ago.
1: You also have another one of my favorites, too, in Bloodthirsty Aerialist. It's basically a, a,
0: a flying pride mate. Yep. For Black Black 1. Uh, Blood Scrivener. This is interesting. I like this card. Black one, if you would draw a card while you have no cards in hand, instead draw two cards and lose a life. You're perfectly fine with that because you're gaining so much life. And the way that this deck looks like it's going out is you you want to dump your hand out as quickly as possible. Get your board state out. So it's like, okay, drawing one card to turn really slow, but drawing two cards when you dump your hand. Pretty good. Right. And you also have some graveyard
1: recursion with Lures of the Dream Den. For one hybrid Orzob Orzov. you get a 3-2 Legendary Cat Nightmare with lifelink. During each of your turns, you can cast one permanent spell with converted mana cost two or less from your graveyard. So that means you can get your Soul Sisters back, you can get your Sarah Ascendants back, you can get your Pride Mate back even.
0: Yep. Um, noted, this is not uh, in the Companion slot. This nope. is in the main
1: board. Yep, just main deck. There's yep. two of them. And then it's interesting, they have a Ranger of Eos in here. Which honestly, I think I would swap
0: out for the Ranger Captain of Eos. Yeah, because you can sack that and uh, stop your stop stopping your opponent from casting instant mm-hmm. or non creatures that turn. Yep. So it can Cause... save your board from a wrath. Yep. Granted, you know
1: you're you're trading out one because Ranger of Eos, you get two creatures. Ranger Ranger Captain, you only get one, but it's worth it because of that
0: sack ability. I think maybe. I think maybe it's where it depends on the meta. Maybe like Ranger of Eos definitely has that more aggressive feel. You're grabbing two creatures instead. You're not as worried about board wipes. You're committing. I don't know, but I'm always a, I'm Ranger always a fan. Also stops combos too. Yeah, uh, but I was always I was about to say I'm always on the edge of uh, hedging my bets. <laughs> always have something that can interact here, and the only things that you have outside well, outside of Rager Captain of Eos, if you would put that in here, is three Inquisition of Koslik and three Thoughtseize, which both are uh, one-drop sorceries that your opponent reveals their hand, you pick a card from them, and they discard it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's your only other interaction. So it's like, I don't know. I guess maybe that's one of the reasons why they're going for the Ranger of Eos instead is because they got... Thought and inquisition inquisition then. They can they can deal with the combo. Maybe. I mean you have a decent creature density, you've got twenty-eight. There's also four path to exiles in here, and there are two bitter blossoms. Honestly, I think I'd change the bitter blossoms out for uh blood Chief thirst. Why am I drawing a blank on Blood Chief's Thirst?
1: Yeah, why are you drawing a blank on it? It's like one of your favorite flagships card that, flagship cards that came yep.
0: out of Zendikar. <laughs> yeah. Black. Mister, it's
1: better than Fatal Push. I'm going to put it in every single deck that
0: has black. I do think it's better than Fatal Push just because it can flex and tag Planeswalkers, which can be important. Yes. Yes, it can. The only downside that I hate about it is it's sorcery speed. Yeah. Yeah. Got to work with hats, But But yeah. This deck looks really good. In the sideboard, you have uh, authorities Console to slow down aggro decks. It's white enchantment creatures your opponent's control enter the battlefield tapped. When a creature enters the battlefield under an opponent's control, you gain a life. Deafening Silence to stop uh, combo matchups, control players. Each player can't cast more than one non-creature spell each turn, which is good for you because you're primarily creatures. Mm-hmm. You got three Ley Line of Sanctities. I'm assuming to stop getting Thought Seized yourself. Two Pithing Needles, two Rest in Peace, two Fatal Push, and two Disenchant. Sideboard looks pretty packed to deal with a lot of things.
1: Right, yeah, the sideboard looks
0: decent. The only thing is... Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Looks looks solid in my opinion. Right. But links in the description down below. Uh, the, the price of this deck is $460.
1: Which you can usually shave a lot of that off because the Bitter Blossom is the secret layer one. That's $82 right there just for the two cards. I mean, Bitter yep. Blossom is a lot cheaper than that.
0: Right. And then always, you know, like it has four fetch lands, four marsh flats. Yep. So you can cut those out. That shaves quite a bit off. And get yourself, you know, a split between swamps and plains, which is going to suck. But you know, like it saves you on price, it'll get you there. So that is uh, two hundred and ten dollars down. So two fifty we're at. I mean, the sees you could just make it f- four inquisitions and use take away the other two thoughtsease south, save you thirty five bucks. So you're under. You're just above two ten. And that's where you put in the. Uh, Ranger-Captain of Eos, because how much is Ranger-Captain of Eos? You got that tab still pulled up? $10. Ugh, never mind. <laughs> well, it's a mythic. Yeah. Around the same, around the same. But yeah, no, this this deck can go, this deck can get around the $200 range. Which is not bad. Right, yeah, it's not bad at all for modern. But Magic Folk, thank you for making it to the end of another episode of This Weekend MTG. Thank you, guys. Like, oh, thank you. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Uh, make sure to go follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We post news articles that we don't talk about there. Uh, also, join the Discord. We talk a lot. We're posting up all of the other spoilers and stuff going along in there, but we do also on the Facebook and the Twitter. If you guys have comments, questions, concerns, or feedback of any kind, it's greatly appreciated. Hit us up on those platforms, or you can send us an email at thisweekinmtg@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We appreciate feedback of any kind. We are definitely striving to be your guys' aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. And finally, go send some love over to j Sports Cards and Gaming. Tell them thank you for sponsoring us. And if you guys have anything else to say. Thanks for listening. Catch you next week. See ya. Bye.